0: My Weekend in Quarantine by Jacob Safir. Let's admit it, no one saw this coming. We had called this the Wuhan coronavirus for so long, but never anticipated that it would affect the U.S. like it has. But now we are here. School is online until at least the end of the month. Stores and restaurants are closing, and borders are shuttering. With that, the government and health experts are advocating for social isolation, which basically means to avoid gatherings and stay home. I am not the type of person to be told what to do by the government, but I value the health and safety of my community, so I have been reluctantly changing weekend plans that I wish to attend. With my change plans, I have encountered a sea of boredom, with waves of loneliness crashing down on me all day. I could not let some virus ruin my happiness. What people are now beginning to realize is that happiness does not have to stem from going out all the time. People are realizing what truly matters is the basics in life spending time with family, exploring nature, and other home activities. With the immense free time I've acquired through online classes, I have taken the time to truly engage in all these activities. Recently, I've spent much more time with my family. With my dad's office closing, my mom working from home, and all the kids learning from home, the family is all together again, just as if spring break came early. I'll admit, it's been a little hectic. Four boys and two working parents doesn't always mix well with 24 hours per day. But this exposure is healthy. So much in today's world, families are not together, whether it be because of work or social obligations. Families are finally starting to be together, and that's a great thing. As much as I love my family, I'm not spending all my time with them. I have also taken another large block of time to be with nature. Increasingly in the world today, people are spending less time around the natural world and more with the artificial world of work, tech, and cities. Since I have much more time in my hands, I have made it the point to explore nature and be outside as much as possible. My outdoor activities have included walking my dog at Blueberry Hill for extended periods of time, playing in the street, going on walks with my family, running, and a trip down the shore. The point I'm trying to make is that social distancing does not mean less enjoyable moments, and it could actually be taken as an opportunity to build a stronger relationship with your family, and do things you wouldn't normally do under a busy schedule. This time off has allowed me to reevaluate what really matters in life. Everyone should make the most of the time they have off from the classroom to build their character and make improvements to their lives.
1: Welcome back to another Voyager podcast. Today we'll be talking about the uh, recent election news and political news, specifically the presidential election of 2020, and the uh, recent news regarding uh, regarding just election news and political news in general. So I'm here joined with my uh, expert in politics, Jacob. Hi, everybody. Hi. Thank thanks for coming thanks on for today, Jacob. Me. So today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, news involving Trump and also Biden, Trump's Democratic opponent in the 2020 election. So starting off, uh, one of Trump's biggest strengths for the re-election bid. Was the economy, but now that the economy has plummeted, how do you think that this will eventually reaffect his reelection bid?
0: Well, well, you know, um, no one really saw what was coming, and you know, to, from, from from early Trump, Trump took a hard stance on China, and you know, he's really been very proactive and working to help Americans. He's been working with Democrats, Democratic governors, Democrats in Congress to pass stimulus to bring relief to Americans. You know, I, I think Americans will judge this election by by not not by how much we've lost from the virus, but how Trump has handled the virus. And, you know, I think from early on, he's taken it very seriously. You, you know, there has been like a, a sort of a constitutional crisis come up where people are saying, oh, he's doing too much, he's not doing enough. Uh, what, what is he allowed to do? And, you know, I, I think Trump has had a good balance between Letting states determine what what they want to do, while also working with the CDC to develop guidelines and and um, provide relief for Americans.
1: Yeah, I think uh, some people obviously criticizing him for governors' actions to open up their states early, but the governors have uh, really have the final say in their own states. So I don't think you can really criticize Trump for what other states and their governors are doing. Like for example, Georgia already opened up uh, some of their some of their businesses um, yeah, recently, I think maybe. last week. But yeah, I think some people have definitely uh, criticized him for his handling of the coronavirus. But on the other side, some people are, are happy with the uh that he's taken. Now let's talk about uh, the Democratic candidate Joe Biden a little bit. So a lot of talk has been surrounding him and who he might pick as the potential vice president. Who are some of the top candidates, and who do you think Biden will ultimately choose?
0: Well, I... I think everyone pretty much agrees I I- that it will be a woman just because, you know, J- Joe Biden is a stereotypical, you know, old white man. And w- w- what seems to be is that Americans want a woman to go along with that. It, it-, it would definitely help his candidacy for election. Um, you know, I- I've heard people throwing out like Elizabeth Warren, who um, had a failed bid in Democratic primary this past election season. Um, you know I've heard Stacey Abrams. She ran for governor of Georgia against Brian Kemp, also lost. Um, you know I, I've heard other, You know I'm I'm even hearing Michelle Obama. You know, but basically everybody I've heard ha- has been a woman. Um, Amy Klobuchar, Kamala Harris. Um, you, you know you can look online. There'll be lists of who Joe who Joe Biden wants to pick and. I think in every list, you'll, they'll basically all be women, all all be women, because it's a perfect counter to who Joe Biden is, you know.
1: Yeah, um, that definitely helps him in the uh in the voting in the election. Obviously, having a woman as his running yeah. mate, that definitely will get uh get a lot of more women on his side. So talking about Biden's uh recent involvement with women, obviously he's been in the news for his alleged sexual assault of Tara Reid. Now, how do you think other Democrats are reacting to this allegation? And do you think this will hurt his, re- his election chances come November?
0: Yeah, you, you know, I, I, I think it'll definitely hurt him. I don't think it'll make or break the election. But, yeah, I think what this really shows is that um, it really shows the double standard it, with the Republican Democratic parties. Because if you look at Brett Kavanaugh a couple of years ago, he was accused by um, by Christine Ford. Of, her, of sexual assault, you know, th- no one backed up this woman's claim. She couldn't remember the story ve- very well, and you, you know, th- th- this man's reputation was ruined, where whereas um, w- with no real hard evidence, and then you see Tara Reid, who um reported this assault back when it happened, it back in like the nineties or something. Um, yeah, ninety three. Yeah, and her friends back up her allegations, p- p- you know, p- people back up the fact that she's inconsistently telling the same story. She tells it in detail. And, you, you know, all these women, all-, all these people who are always like, believe women, believe survivors. Th- th- they don't believe Tara Reid. Th- they stand with Joe Biden. So, you know, I, I-, I- th- this whole movement of b- believing women all the time it only applies to, to republicans you know it doesn't you know if a democrat does something bad it doesn't apply but if it's a republican it, then um you know automatically they're guilty
1: yeah i think we obviously saw when a lot of women came out when trump was uh running back in the 2016 election for his uh first president presidential bid a lot of women came out and uh made similar allegations against him the democrats got all over him but ultimately it didn't hurt his um uh, election bid as he ended up winning the 2016 election so i think it should be interesting um with numerous women coming out against trump but he ended up winning i don't think this one allegation on biden will end up hurting him in the end but definitely puts the uh democrats who were supposed to be obviously allies with him in a tough position yeah so sticking with the uh, democratic party so dnc chair tom perez said that he still expects to hold an in-person Democratic National Convention in mid-August, which is supposed to take place in Milwaukee. Do you think that this event will still happen?
0: Um, I, I definitely don't think it'll be the, the big event that it normally is. You know, when, whenever there's a major party con- convention, it, it draws huge crowds. It's, you know, the, the media, p- people tra- like traveling from all over. I, I don't think that'll happen this time. I, I think it'll if it is in person it'll be strictly just for you know the essential people that need to be there the, the people the delegates will, just the delegates I don't think it'll be anything too big this time I think they, they're they just going to get the job done and leave you know I, I don't think it's going to be nearly as as big as it normally is but I think it's one of those things that might have to be in person no matter what I, I don't I don't know because when we're in a democracy, I don't know how well that would work over Zoom. So, you know, I think it'll happen in person, but I don't think it'll be anything like we've ever seen before. Yeah, I can't
1: really imagine the Democratic or Democrat or Republican National Convention over Zoom. Yeah. I think that, that, would be kind of, uh, that would be kind of weird. But I think it's really important for the DNC to happen specifically because, obviously, the Democrats need to show their support for Biden and show that they're all rallying behind him. Uh, they want to try to defeat yeah. Trump so uh, one final thing here we actually have some breaking news as of about an hour or two ago so uh, Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Pence's press secretary Katie Miller has just tested positive for the coronavirus so uh, she hasn't been around President Trump directly but she's had a lot of contact with, uh, with Mike Pence the Vice President and also with journalists and uh, interviewers like that so if which obviously everyone hopes this does not happen, whether you like Trump or not, no one wants this to happen. If Trump came down with the coronavirus, what do you think uh, that would look like for the country? Because I know the uh, quarantine period is usually 2 to 14 days. So um, if he did come down with the coronavirus, what do you think that would look like?
0: Would Pence take control? Uh, what do you think would happen? You, you know, while, while it's very unlikely, I, I, I think – it really depends on his his own immune system and how he would handle it. It's really on a case-by-case basis. You know, Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of Britain, he, he contracted the virus. And he, he was in the ICU for a little bit, but he, he was fine. And I, I believe he um, stayed away from his duties for a couple of days. I, I Don't quote me on that. But, you, you know, I, I think what would really... If he contracted the virus, people being like say, say, saying that he's a hypocrite, didn't take it seriously, and now he's you'd see people kind of wishing on his death. And you know, because people are brutal in the political world, and if Trump got the virus, people would be all over him saying that he wasn't careful enough, and it, it, you know, it's a symbol of his weak response, you know, because that's what I would predict would happen. But it would definitely make the issue a lot more personal for him, and um, I, I, it could influence his his decisions going forward. But I, I don't think that that would even happen. Um, the, the White House is very careful uh, with President Trump. You know, he, he's older, but yeah. um, I, I really don't think it's an issue to worry about. I think it's the least of our concern right now
1: yeah no, I hope you're right. I'm also reading that uh, Katie Miller, the one who's contracted the coronavirus, is actually married to Trump's senior advisor, Stephen Miller. So I don't know how much contact uh, Stephen Miller hasn't has with Trump
0: yeah, you know, I, I believe often. the president said that during one of his last press conferences that um, he didn't have contact with these people. So um, who who knows um, uh, he, He's been tested before. He, he tested negative. There's been closed calls so um you, you know he he might get tested again you know I, I, as a government official he's i, I believe he's like entitled to, to more tests because it is his job to lead the country but um well, let, let's hope he does not get the virus
1: yeah no definitely and that's uh, for everyone but specifically the leader of the United States the president trump so um yeah, we, we definitely hope that he's safe and, and everyone stays safe out there. And we thank you all for listening to this uh, special Election 2020 podcast with my political expert, Jacob Safir. And we hope you guys all stay safe. And we'll see you next time here on the Voyager podcast. See ya. All right, cool.